Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical twins. twins. And it's time for another episode of Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Well, I mean, here we are. This is our second podcast mm-hmm. of 2021. Right. We are, uh, like, totally in the new year. Totally in the new year. And we are giving you a hymn that one of our listeners actually requested. Yes, yes. So after we had our, our trivia contest, we definitely got some requests. So and- we ha- we're keeping track. Yeah. We have them written down. We're going to get to all of them. Right. Everybody who's requested a hymn is going to hear it in an upcoming episode. So <laughs> today is was requested by a woman in New Hampshire named Ashley A. And we are so excited to share this with her yeah. and with all of you. Yeah. And now we know Ashley A. She's awesome. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. You know, we worked with her very briefly right. a long time ago. And she's a hymn lover. And she's she a- loves this. And the hymn that she chooses just right. happens to be written by a woman. I know. You know, and so then I just dug around a little bit. Right. Because female hymn writers, they're not that common. They're not except that common. We've done a few. We've had a few on our on our show. It's so awesome. The big one, of course, is Fanny Crosby, right. which we covered her when we did Blessed Assurance. This woman, though, the one that we're talking about today, has some pretty awesome I hymns. know, I know. And I don't think anyone knows her name. No, you know, she definitely was... doesn't seem to be a household name. Right. So I just got thinking about, you know, women of the mm-hmm. faith, you know. We talk about the fathers of the faith, but where right. are the mothers of the faith? Yep. Where are the women of the faith? And then where are the women just in the world who are doing awesome things, mm-hmm. you know, and then the women in, like, our own lives who, yeah. who, have, who have influenced us, you know. Um, I mean, I think of when we were freshmen at music majors at mm-hmm. Gordon, mm-hmm. our our piano professor was Mia Chung, Dr. Mia Chung. And um, right. she's not at Gordon anymore, but she's married. She has kids. And she's this world-renowned pianist. World, yeah, world famous. And her and her faith is super important to her. Right. You know, it, her faith didn't take a backseat to her music or to a backseat to her children. This hymn writer today was writing hymns and writing poems. And she was a support to her husband and a mother to her child. Right, because her husband was a preacher right. and, and he was had a ministry. Yeah. So when I think of successful, talented, driven, faith-filled women, mm-hmm. you know, I think of our friend Ashley. Yep, you know? for sure. Yeah, I think of um, my first job working in a church was um, in the city of Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts. And my pastor was Pastor Sue. Mm-hmm. And I had never worked with a female pastor. Actually, I don't even know if I had known a female pastor. Right, right. And I just thought she was an incredible woman. And, and there are things even to this day, you know, 25 years later that, that I remember from her, things mm. she taught us. And yeah. she had a lasting impact on me. You know, in, in our own personal lives, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a mother. Mm-hmm. Our mom is a strong, strong yep. Christian, and she was such a good example to us. Right, and her mom. Her and mom, her too. mom. I remember our grandmother, our nana, was our Sunday school mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. you know. But so it's so you kind of think of all the women, you know, who've had an influence on you. I hope we're following in their footsteps. I hope so. Yeah, so I found a really cool website, okay. and I hope that people go to it. It's called womenofchristianity.com. Wow. I know. It's very specific. Yeah, what's it about? So... 
good. So it's it's it. They have all different headings and and, okay. and pages to go to. But they have Bible women, early church women, oh. women of the Middle Ages, right. martyred women, mothers, single women. And they have a page for hymn writers. Aww. And I am going to tell you that there's, you know, a, a big list. It's not, like, a huge list. It's okay. one page, you okay. know. And there's people there that I've never heard of. All right. So well, we need to it. dig into these I female know. hymn writers. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, for suggesting this female hymn writer. Right. So we're going to announce the hymn now. Are you ready? All right. So we've, we've dropped some hints. On our social media, so hopefully you know. Maybe you have a guess, but maybe you're just it's just fueled your curiosity. You're yeah. dying to know. Yeah, and this might be a little trickier than normal because there's other right. hymns with the same title. I know. So you might think you have it, and then it's it's another one. Right. Yeah. All right, so today's hymn is God, God Will Take, Take Care, Care of You. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, hopefully you're cheering at your house or in your car, wherever you listen. Right. God Will Take Care of You, written, the words were written by this female hymn writer, like we said. Mm-hmm. Her name was Sevilla Durfee Martin. Yep. And actually her husband was the one who wrote the music, I and know. his name is Walter Stillman Martin. Right. So it's the Martins. Yeah, it's the Martins. Sevilla and Walter wrote this hymn in 1904, mm-hmm. God Will Take Care of You. Now, I don't know if Ashley knew this when she requested this, but... Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this song is that there were two prior versions of it that have very similar words. I mean, it's not the exact same song. It's different words and different texts. But when you say God will take care of you and you go to look it up, the other ones could could appear. So the first one was by Fanny Crosby. All right. God will take care of you. She wrote it in 1890. Okay. And then the second one it was called Under His Care. Okay. But it has the same phrase, God will take care of you. And that was by Frances Havergal. Oh, my gosh. Three women. And we're not sure of the exact date, but she lived from 1836 to 1879. So it was before Definitely both before of them. 1904. Yes. So I wonder how much of these other two hymns were, <laughs> was the inspiration for... Sevilla's version. Right. She may have heard it. She had to have heard it. And not really liked it. And she she wanted to, yeah, she wanted to do her own thing. So, so interesting. Fanny Crosby's version of God Will Take Care of You is in 20 hymnals. Okay. Okay. So, So not not popular. Widely published. Yeah. No. And Francis Havergal's version, which is under his care, is in 42 hymnals. Wow. So, I mean, Sevilla's is definitely the most popular. It's been published in 352 hymnals. Right, right. So that's the version that we know. That's the one that's in our, our hymnal. Right. Um, but these other two did exist, and they all were written by women. Right. I, I feel like there's something to that. I like know. the women, we spend all this time caring for others. We mm. care for our family. We care for our spouse. We care. Right. But then we... We are being cared for. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to sing each version. It's so interesting because if you didn't know which one, you know, was the one that is in 352 hymnals, if you didn't know which one we were going to do today, I think if you listen to the words (laughs) and the tune, you guess, you know right away. Right. I mean, there's a reason why hers stood the test of time. These hymnal editors we're looking at three versions of kind of the same song, and they're not going to put them in one hymnal. Right. So they pick the best one. They pick the best one. So let's see. Under his care. God will take care of you all through the day. He who has loved you so keeps you from ill. 
Waking or resting at work or at play, he will be with you and watching you still. Under his care, under his care, safely I'm dwelling while That's kind of hard to sing. Kind of hard to sing. Now, do you know what other hymn Frances Havergal wrote that we know very well? Yeah, what was it? Well? it? Take My Life? Yeah, yeah Take, take my, my Life and Let, let It be. be. So that's so singable and right. so catchy, and this is neither. I mean, is anybody out there humming along? No. And the I think the rhyme scheme is a little awkward. I don't understand <laughs> why it doesn't rhyme. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, so that's Frances Havergal under his care. Right. All right, so let's do the Fanny Crosby one. Uh, all right. God will take care of you. So it is the exact title mm-hmm. that Sevilla uses. Mm-hmm. Okay. God will take care of you. Be not afraid. He is your safeguard through sunshine and shade. Tenderly watching and keeping his own. He will not leave you to wander alone. God will take care of you still to the end. Oh, what a father, redeemer, and friend. Jesus will answer whenever you call. Trust him for all. I think that's a little better than the other one. Easier to sing, but still kind of tricky. Kind of tricky. And it's long. It's Like, long. these are long hymns. I feel like that was almost two songs. Yes. Because the first is, like, low and, I know. and, and kind of different. And the second, the chorus is, like, so high and right. lyrical. I know. And it really moves all over. You know, it doesn't stay in this... This one sort of set of notes, it really is moving quite a bit. Right. Okay. So, I mean, can we just do today's hymn? So now we're at today's hymn. And this is by Sevilla Durfee Martin Martin. and her husband. And her husband. I mean, we didn't mean for this to be like Women's Hymn Writer (laughs) Day, but it kind of has turned into it. I know. It's amazing. So this is Sevilla. Um, she's probably the least known out of the three women that we just right. talked about. But yet her version of God Will Take Care of You is the one that has lasted. Yeah. And the one that we like the best. It, well, we're going to leave that up to our listeners. Well, I just said we, like me we, and you. Me and you. Me and you. <laughs> me and you. If you if you like a different one, <laughs> listeners, send us an email and let us know. Because it's not that they're... Bad? No, of course not. And they're theologically sound. Right. But if you have to, if you want to sing about God's care, you want to sing about how he cares and loves and provides, and you have to pick one hymn, which one will you pick? Right. You're the worship leader. Which one would you pick? Well, I, well, we're going to talk about it because there is some theology in Sevilla's that I don't 100% agree with. Oh, wow, it sounds like there's a controversy here. All right, Kelly, I have a new sound for whenever there's a controversy in the hymn world. Ready? 
Okay, okay. <laughs> little so, drama. So little. now everyone knows when they hear that, yes. there's some tea. What's tea? <laughs> like herbal tea? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. We're going to spill the tea, Carrie. Spill the tea like in the Boston Harbor? <laughs> What are you talking about? You don't know that teenage slang? See, I work in high school. No, when what is like, spill the when tea? When there's news to spread, they okay. call it the tea. Like tea in the Boston Harbor? No, like you're sipping your tea with your girlfriend and you're like, oh, what did you hear? And I heard, and it's called spill- spilling the tea. Is it because something big happens and you drop your cup? You're spilling the tea? <laughs> I can't believe you don't know what this is. Okay, if you guys know what the tea is... Um, send us a message. Okay, when you write it, is it T-E-A yeah, or just T-E-A. the letter T? Yeah. And so with my students, I mean, I teach high schoolers, and I also, you know, have three teenagers. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, if, you, if you're spilling the tea, it's like some news, some secret, some, okay. some gossip that you want to share. And, um, and so my, I try to, you know, talk cool like the kids. Okay. So I say um, tea with trope, you know. So I want them to come and, and give me the tea. Tea with trope. <laughs> I'm just... I'm not going to say spill the tea, but I'm going to use this sound effect. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we do love our sound effects. I mean, is there any podcast out there that uses as many as we do? Probably not. <laughs> okay, so we love our sound effects. We love our hymns. And we love hanging out with each other. And we love our tea. <laughs> okay. All right, and today we're going to get all of it. Yeah. Okay. It's a big week. All right. Here is Sevilla's version of God, God Will, will take, take Care of You. you. Be not dismayed, whate'er betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day. Or all the way, he will take care of you. God will take care, take care of you. Ooh, a little little ending, little alto part there for our altos. Okay, that's it. I hope that sounds familiar. I mean, that's that's the end of our podcast. We just sang three songs for you. I mean, that was so pretty, though. I think people listening to it have to agree that that tune is prettier. Right. Now, and of course, we have our husband to thank for the tune. I know. Well, that was the interesting part. When you look more closely at Sevilla's version, this version, there's not a lot of other words. I know. God will take care of you. How many times did we say? God will take care of you or he will take care of you is sung 20 times in the course of these three verses. Right. Three verses. So So, that's over six times a verse. Right. So so there's not a lot of other words that she has to come up with. I mean, just look. We just sang verse one, but verse two. Through days of toil when heart does fail, God will take care of you. When danger's fierce, your path assail, God will take care of you. Yeah. I mean, you have to think that this wasn't that hard to write. Right. And but I also think that this look at the time period we're in with the early 1900s, she wants it to be a gospel song, she wants it to be easy, she mm-hmm. wants it to have re- repetition, she wants people to be able to sing it. Yeah. And I think that that was her goal. Yeah. If she was trying to compose poetry where right. her it was not supposed to be a gospel song, it was just supposed to be read as literature, I think she it, could probably come up with something it wouldn't totally sound like this. Totally different. Yeah. So, our version in our hymnal has 3 verses. Mm-hmm. And but I was 
was able to find other hymnals that had a fourth verse. Okay. So we just, we sang the first, we just spoke quickly the second. <laughs> right. The third one is in our hymnal. Okay. And, and it's fine, but I'll read it for you and you can probably understand why I might skip it. Sure. So that it is, no matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean, weary one upon his breast. God will take care of you. I mean, when I'm looking out into a room of like teenagers that I that are there for worship, I'm right. not sure I want them to read that verse. Yeah. So I might skip that verse, mm -hmm. but some hymnal editor along the way included that one, but left out this one. All right, so let's hear the fourth verse. This one is, all you may need, he will provide. God will take care of you. That sounds good. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will take care of you. Okay, I can see that that theology. Yeah, that's tricky. To yeah. like sing it wholeheartedly. Right. Nothing you ask will be denied. Right. You know. So I mean, in the mo let's talk about why they, why she wrote this though, because right. in the moment right. when they asked God for something, mm -hmm. they they got it. Right. So it was definitely inspired. Ooh. The story is that they wrote it very quickly. I right. mean, this went from, you know, in inspiration to performance in, in a matter of days. So the Martins were spending several weeks as guests at the Practical Bible Training School in upstate New York. Now, they were actually working, the husband, to publish a hymnal. Right. They wanted to create this hymnal to be used at the school. Right. So Dr. Martin was supposed to be preaching. But that Sunday morning, Sevilla became suddenly ill, and she couldn't go to church. Mm -hmm. He almost canceled. He almost thought, I should just stay home and take care of her because she's sick. And while they're talking, you know, you can just imagine yeah. the husband and yeah. wife, I shouldn't go, you should go, you know. Um, their young son, Austin Geddes, um, said, Father, don't you think that if God wants you to preach today, he will take care of mother while you are away? And it was, you know, out of the mouths of babes, right? Right, right. That was all that they needed. Yeah. And, and the father said, yes, of course. So he went on to preach. He left. And when he returned home, not only was she remarkably recovered, yes. but she actually wrote the hymn text. Mm -hmm. She was inspired by what her son had said earlier in the day. And so she wrote these words. And then that night, before he went to bed, he wrote the music. And then they included it in the songbook right. that they were compiling. They were literally compiling a songbook to be published in in 1904. They quickly put this hymn in it. Yep. That songbook is called Songs of Redemption and Praise, and it's compiled by Walter Martin and John Davis, who was the president of the school. They right. worked on it together. So, I mean, it was this story that, you know, God answered her prayer, mm -hmm. God took care of her, mm -hmm. and then this song came from that. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, and it's it's made even more special when you know how exactly they wrote it. And, you know, these two people, they worked as a team yes. a lot to create. Now, she wrote a lot more than him. I mean, okay. she wrote so many. Right. Um, not many of them are known today, but, right. you know, one of our favorite hymns. Yes. So she wrote the words to, His, His Eye is on the Sparrow. sparrow. What a beautiful yep. song. Yeah. So... So of all her hundreds of texts, we have two. We have two. I mean, do you remember singing God Will Take Care of You as a kid? No. No. I don't. I don't. Okay. I feel like this came like later and when I was in college yeah. attending different yeah. churches. Yeah. I never really remember it as a kid. Yeah. 
So anyway, this idea that this husband and wife team worked together mm. to create beautiful hymns for future generations. I mean, we're a team, and we sometimes write things, and we have a great working relationship. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would have that kind of a working relationship <laughs> with a spouse. Well, uh, there are some famous spouses who work together and, okay. and have beautiful businesses. So, Kelly, I have a little... What? Pop quiz for you. <laughs> okay. All right. We are going to be talking about married couples yeah. who make great teams in their professional lives. So okay. not just having a good, solid marriage. Right. We're talking about professional. All right. So first quest, first one. So I'm going to describe to you. I'm going to tell you what they've done. Okay. And then you just have to come up with their names. The name oh, okay. of the married couple. <laughs> okay. That sounds so easy. <laughs> you can do it. Okay. okay. These modern hymn writers were married in 2004 and have three daughters. They're most well-known for their widely popular song, In Christ Alone. So those are the Gettys. Yes. All right, this American pop duo started their career in the mid-1960s. They met in 1962 when she was only 16 and he was 28. Sonny and Cher. Ooh. This husband and wife team met in 1987 when she started working for his company. He was her boss. They currently share a happy marriage of over 25 years and a booming business and a commitment to philanthropy. They have a collective net worth of over $90 billion. Is it Dolly Parton and her husband? <laughs> She's awesome! <laughs> Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh, oh so we entertain her. Right, yeah. right. All right, this handsome couple starred on a TV show together, but also had been running a successful business long before their TV debut. They run an empire of home decor and oh, design. Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. This super couple has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. In fact, the husband has the distinct status of being the first person to ever win more than one of each award. Wow. He has two Emmys, two Grammys, two Oscars, and two Tonys. This writing team are responsible for some of the best songs to come out of musical theater in the last two decades. It's not the husband and wife team who wrote Frozen, is it? Wow! Yeah. Kristen Anderson Lopez and yeah. Robert Lopez. Yes, and yeah, they're they're an awesome married couple. I mean, yeah. Amazing, amazing. And they met in like musical theater yeah. writing class. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I have. Good, you no. did great. I think I did pretty good, Gary. I think I gave you a lot of information. So it's kind of awesome that Sevilla and Walter are this example of a married couple. They have their ministry. They yeah. work really well together. You know, last week we shared Devoted Ministry, which had the oh, husband right. and wife which team. Which was a husband and wife team and a cousin. Yeah, and yeah. their family. Yeah. But yeah, Edmund and Gisela Bullock, and they yeah. have their team, that they have their ministry that they run together. Yeah. All right, so let's learn a little bit about Sevilla. Okay. Again, we're kind of loving this, you know, this day that we're celebrating female hymn writers. Mm. All right, so Sevilla Durfee Martin was born August 21st, 1866. In Jordan Falls, Nova Scotia. Oh. Yes, a Canadian. So actually, Kelly and I have a new segment for you today. We call it the Traveling Twins. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. <laughs> 
Um, would focus on maybe some of our past trips and then, right. of course, places that we would love to go. So I have never been to Nova Scotia. Okay, so I totally have. It's on my list of places to go. I, we love Nova Scotia. So my husband and I went before we had kids. Wow. I was actually pregnant with my first. We didn't go down to Jordan Falls. So Jordan Falls is like on the southern tip, right? right. And right. we were sort of in the middle of the country. Okay. So Sevilla um, was from Jordan Falls. It's mm-hmm. a very small town. Mm-hmm. It's a It's a municipality of the district of Shelburne right. in the Canadian province of Nova Scotia. So there's all these words and I, terms that we don't use. I know. Municipality and the province of Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. It's very small. It actually says that um, loyalists from the American Revolution oh. moved there, right? which I think is funny. So, yeah. you know, people who wanted to stay loyal. Yeah. They went to Jordan Falls, and they say that they have ba- Baptist and Anglican church services there. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. That's going to be on our right our on tour. the water. It, yeah. I mean, it, it must be beautiful. Yeah, I remember having a lot of seafood when we were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I would love to go to Nova Scotia. Let's do I it. I would love to go that whole area. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> and there's our new sound. There it is. <laughs> So you know when you hear that, we're going to be talking about a past trip or a future trip. Right. And or both. Someday, maybe we'll have like the Him Talk Twin Talk tour guides. Oh, my gosh. Can... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's do that. All right. So she was married. Right. But Walter was not her first husband. Yes. Okay. So here's our, do we have our controversy sound? Yeah. <laughs> So she was married to Reverend John F. Geddes mm-hmm. in 1891. So his name is G-E-D-D-E-S, and he was a congregational minister. Okay. And I found the little town that he they were in. They were in Countryville, New York. There was a population of 1522. So it's very okay. small. Okay. Um, but in 2010, this same town had a population of 1655. Wow. So it so still not, is right. very, very tiny. Right. So anyways, they're married. And we have no idea what happened to the end of their marriage. Mm. We don't know. In fact, we looked and looked and looked, and it said no information at this time. In fact, most sources that we looked at didn't even mention the first husband. Right. Like the in, just the fact that she was married before didn't really even come up that much. Right. But what's what's really maybe somewhat controversial? I think this is the scandalous part. Here's the thing: (laughs) they had a son, but he was born. In 1892, everywhere it says that Sevilla and Walter had one son. Right. But when you dig a little deeper, and this Mm -hmm. is where I think the controversy is, he was born in 1892. Right. She married her first husband in 1891. Right. So Austin must be her first husband's son. Well, and his name is Austin Geddes. Right. So he has the first husband's name as his middle name. Right. How's that? She must. She must have married the new guy and said, "This is my son." Yes, and he adopted him. Right. But but nobody says. But that. nobody knows about it. Like they moved. They moved, and then they never mentioned it again. Right. You know, it's like they didn't do a background check. They couldn't right. like look up on the internet. Right. Where I did you come what from? To yeah. that guy. Yeah. But now she married this man, and one of the articles I read said they met through their love of music. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Walter. Okay. Because we have a. Another cool connection know, to him. I know. Although I wish I could ask him where who's <laughs> where his wife came from. Stop it. So Walter was born on March eighth, eighteen sixty two, and guess what, you guys? He was born right here in Massachusetts, in a town not far from us, 
Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh, Massachusetts is a great little town. Yeah. I mean, it's little, and you can almost miss it. Like, I know. Does drive- Raleigh know that they have a famous hymn writer from I their tr- town? I tried to find, like, the home Me he grew too. up in. Me nothing. Too. But he ended up studying at Harvard University. Yep. yep. And he wanted to be a preacher. Yeah, and he was a Baptist minister. Yep. He- okay. So he, so they get married. They have their, really their ministry together because he's the preacher and, and he, he writes and she writes hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually in 1919 goes to Wilson, North Carolina right. to teach at the Atlantic Christian College, which is now called Barton College. Now, the college is named for Barton Warren Stone. Now, he's a founder of the Christian church, which is the Disciples of Christ. Right. Now, in 1902... It opened as Atlanta Christian College. It was incorporated by the state of North Carolina and opened that year with a capacity enrollment of 107. In 1990, the college changed its name to Barton College, and it's still open. It's still there today. Wow. It's a very small school. They have 976 undergraduates. Okay. Yeah. So he actually taught there, and then from there, they moved to Atlanta. Right. Now, Atlanta is actually this, like, central point right. of these revival meetings for this Disciples of Christ Church. Right. And the the Disciples of Christ Church, it's funny, I kept looking it up, and it's called Christian Church. Right. And then in parentheses it says Disciples, Disciples of, of Christ. Christ. So you hear, oh, we belong to the Christian Church. And you're like, oh, yeah, so do I. But then, you know, it's the it's Disciples of Christ. It's a little bit more specific. We looked it up a little bit. I mean, their identity statement mm-hmm. is we are Disciples of Christ a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. Mm. And, I mean, that reminds me of our, our mission, mission statement at First yeah. Baptist Church. It's moving with our neighbors from brokenness to wholeness. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are identifying themselves as people who need to be whole, mm-hmm. and we can only be made whole by Christ and his love. And it says, as part of the one body of Christ, we welcome all to the Lord's table as God has welcomed us. So I, I looked it up a little bit. It was one of the first religious movements in America. Mm-hmm. So there, there's people are really specific about their wording. It's, it, is it a denomination? Is right. it a movement? Is you know? So it's one of the first religious movements in America in the early 1800s. Okay. So you know, America has been around for a couple of decades. Right. And by the time the Martins are getting involved. I mean, it's already been around for 100 years. Right, right. It's yeah. been established. They um, they say that they want to recover the ways of the early Christians. Mm-hmm. They believed in Christian unity. And one of their sayings is, no creed but Christ. Mm-hmm. So Barton Stone, who we just talked about, mm-hmm. was the founder in, Kinet- in Kentucky. Right. And he denounced all other man-made creeds. So creeds was a thing that churches okay. had used for centuries, you right. know, the Nicene Creed, the right. Apostles' Creed. So he said that we are denouncing all other man-made creeds. It's no creed but Christ. Um, and they say that they have a passion for Christian unity. Christ is the center, and the Bible is the revelation of God's word. Mm. So the church that... Um, Sevilla was a part of for 29 years before she died was called the first Christian church in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and we looked it up a little bit. Now it's called Peachtree Christian Church. Mm-hmm. And then again, in parentheses, Carrie, it says Disciples of Christ. Wow. So Peachtree Christian Church in parentheses, Disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a beautiful church. I mean, if yeah. someday we're in Atlanta, we can I go there. I would love to go to Atlanta. And like a name like Peachtree is just so 
like cute. So, Can I, we say it's cute? That's I would weird. really like to know the the origin. I, I mean, is well, it because Georgia there's a peach, peach tree right on the property, <laughs> or is it like more? And the symbolic? thing is that it used to be called First Christian, and then right. someone said we should change it to peach, peach tree. <laughs> but I feel like it must have to do with the property. There must be like a huge peach tree that's been there for generations yeah. or something. It has to be. Yeah. So you know, they were part of this of this movement mm-hmm. that was. Christ-centered, and mm-hmm. they believed that the Bible was God's holy word. So it makes sense that Sevilla would quote scriptures in yes. her hymns. You know, she wrote His Eyes on the Sparrow, and that is quoting a Bible passage. Mm-hmm. So let's see what Bible passages may have inspired. What does the Bible <laughs> say? God will take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> First Peter 3, 7. Yeah. Cast all your anxiety on him because mm-hmm. he cares for you. Mm-hmm. And then back in the Old Testament, Nahum 1, 7. He cares for those who take refuge in him. You know, we can find this a lot, you know. I know. And then I think, you know, most people would agree that the most famous Bible passage Mm -hmm. about God taking care of you is Psalm 23. It's such a a psalm of of comfort. And Psalm 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the Mm -hmm. valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. So, I mean, I could read so many. We could. We, I could read the entire psalm because it's all about the Lord taking care of us. Right. And I actually, when I hear that second verse, mm-hmm. beneath his wings of love. Yes. So we abide. So we are residing. We are living. We are abiding underneath his wings. And I found so many things in the Bible. Oh, I'm sure. What does the Bible <laughs> say? I mean, a lot, a lot in the book of Psalms. Psalms 36, 7. How priceless is your unfailing love. Both mm. high and low among men find refuge under the shadow of your wings. Um, the beautiful figure of a bird sheltering her young under her wings. It just runs through all the scriptures as a picture of God's sheltering love. Mm. Another Psalm 57.1, my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings mm. until the disaster has passed. Um, Psalm 91.4, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. Mm. Now, in Matthew, I kind of wanted to share a New Testament one. Jesus addresses those who had resisted his love. And he said with a great pain in his heart, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So God is telling us that He, we can be under his wings in the Old Testament. Jesus is mm-hmm. repeating that same sentiment in the New Testament. Mm. I mean, for a song that has the words, God will take care of you 20 times, you right. might not think that there's so much to come from, right. you know, from the Bible, but it is. It's right from the Bible. Right. And obviously that's an important truth that she wanted mm-hmm. to make sure everyone knew. Mm-hmm. You know, and we when we sing it 20 times, we it just is it becomes more and more real to us. God will take care of you. God will take care right. of you. Right. And what's the thing you always say? The words that you sing become the words that you speak right. daily after church right. and when you leave church. Those words will just be embedded. Right. Right. And you and hopefully you won't forget it. And in your time of trouble, in your time of despair, mm-hmm. in your time of uncertainty. I mean, we know in our country, especially in the past right. couple of months, year, yeah, in the past year, right. um, we're going up to a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many dark times and so many times of uncertainty. And what do people do? They cling to the truth of, right. of God's word. And you know what? A lot of people 
go to music for comfort. Right. And so here we are. We get to do both. We get to go to God's word and we get to go to music. Right. You know, music is such a big part of our lives. And we find comfort in both those mm-hmm. things. I mean, the, the words, God will take care of you. And honestly, this hymn has been comforting people for generations, mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. So now I found some famous recordings of God will take care of you. I was surprised that this hymn um, was so well known by artists in the music world, especially sort of the R&B world and okay. the jazz. Yeah. Um, there's very soulful oh. renditions, a full of improvisation. I mean, you know that Sevilla and Walter weren't thinking about those styles. No, and it's so interesting to me that um, these artists have pulled this old hymn right. and turned it into this soulful kind mm. of R&B version. So um, Aretha Franklin has a great recording, wow. Mahalia Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's amazing, yeah. And there's this rare performance by Whitney Houston oh. from 1998. I would love to tell you about this. Okay. So she goes to visit the Evangelical Fellowship Church in Pleasantville, New Jersey. This is in 1998, at the height of her popularity. Yeah. This isn't just like, oh, someone's here to sing. This is Whitney Houston is here to sing. And I don't know what people's musical tastes are. Even if you aren't a fan of her music, what a voice. What a voice. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. Yes. So she. So the video that I found is literally like a home camcorder video. Right. Someone in the church that day was filming it. Wow. It's not this professional thing at all. The pastor of the church was Dr. Fred Jerkins, Jr., now, his son was record producer Rodney Jerkins. Okay. Now, Rod- Rodney Jerkins is a Grammy Award-winning producer. He worked with Whitney Houston, Mary J. Blige, Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga. So they collaborated, Rodney and Whitney Houston, on the song It's Not Right, But It's Okay. Right. I don't know that song. Okay. But they collaborated. They must have gotten close. Yeah. And he said, would you come to New Jersey to To sing at my dad's church. (laughs) I mean, I have no idea how that happened. And she said yes. Yes. Now, what's interesting about this is that she was from New Jersey. Okay. So she grew up in Newark. Newark is a couple of hours from Pleasantville. She started singing at the New Hope Baptist Church. Right. I feel like maybe she felt like she was going home, connecting Mm -hmm. to her Mm -hmm. roots, and she sang this God will take care of you. It's very free right. and improvisational. As I was listening, I was really listening to the piano player because, I mean, I that's what I do. I accompany. Right. And I was wondering how much they had practiced. I know. Because she was just doing her own thing. It was amazing. And he was following And her. he was following and kind of doing his own thing. But the congregation... I mean, the energy and the passion and the inspiration that was in that sanctuary, even this cheap camcorder recording, you really felt it. I mean, I'm, you know, this probably won't surprise anybody, but I did shed a tear. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty amazing. And then I found another kind of camcorder video of a live concert she gave in Australia, Mm -hmm. and she sang it there too. But there's no professional recording. Right, right. Yeah. Right. It was pretty. I mean, you have to think if that would happen now, Mm -hmm. everyone would whip their phones out and there would be a million copies of that performance. And the quality would be fine because these Mm -hmm. phones take great video. Right. But back then, that's all we got. Yeah, that's all you got and that's all we have. All right. Well, we'll definitely share the link to YouTube on our Facebook. Yeah. And if you can endure the graininess and the poor sound quality, you can still hear that voice. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and what a great song. What a great song. And it makes, you know, Whitney Houston did have trouble. She had turmoil in her life. And and 
you know, did she fully believe that God was taking care of her? Did she just give him everything? I mean, I, I wish. I hope know, she did. I hope she did. I hope she did. All right. So let's, speaking of beautiful recordings. I know. We, we have an awesome lady to share with you today. Her name is Rosemary Simons. She has a YouTube channel. Yep. I encourage you to look her up. She wants to bring back the hymns. Right. So she, does. she releases a hymn a week. So mm-hmm. just like us. And she has lots of hymns that are available on her website for you to listen to. Right. And sing along. And she's really talented. She sings. She plays the piano. Mm-hmm. And she's an award-winning violinist. Right. right. I love hearing her sing God Will Take Care of You. And I'm sure you all will too. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's Rosemary Simons. God Will Take Care of You. dismayed whatever tide God will take care of you beneath his wings of love abide God will take care of you God will take care
you felt like you were able to worship along yeah. with that beautiful rendition. Yeah. You know, I've been having fun, like, going out and searching yeah. out different performers and different uh, I mean, things on YouTube. I think it's great. Appreciating hymns and performing hymns. We're not the only ones, Carrie. Right. Other there's, people are doing it, too. There's a lot of people out there <laughs> who love hymns. Yeah, okay. so please tune in next week yep. when we have a whole other one to share with you. A new you. episode next week generated by one of our listeners. Yes. So yes. thank you for that. And, of course, you can always reach out to us on mm-hmm. social media. Use our hashtag, HymnTalkTwinTalk. Yep. And I think we're done for today. We are. And we just wanted to share one last scripture verse before Mm. we left. We are digging all the way back to Ruth. We thought Mm -hmm. since we've been kind of talking about women of the faith today, including our singer, Rosemary, um, we would go back to Ruth. Now, I mean, Ruth is one of my favorite women in the Bible. Of course. I mean, do you have, I mean, I mean, my favorite woman? My favorite. I mean, I feel like I would want to say Mary, the (laughs) mother of Jesus, but they're all my favorite. They're all good. But (laughs) Ruth is great. Ruth is great. She stayed loyal to her mother in law Mm -hmm. when she really didn't have to. I mean, that's not what was the custom back then. And, um, and Boaz has heard of what she's done. She's heard of, of what a good woman she is. And he says to her, the Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Mm-hmm. So he acknowledges that Ruth you know, was loyal and did mm-hmm. the right thing, but he also acknowledges that God has taken care of her. Right. And that God will continue to take care of her. That was Ruth chapter 2, verse 12. Mm -hmm. We see it in the Bible countless times. Mm -hmm. God will take care of you. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. You are loved. You are valued. And we have Sevilla Martin to thank for this beautiful hymn with her husband, Walter. Mm -hmm. And for the words... We can thank Sevilla and Frances Havergal and Fanny Fanny Crosby. Crosby. So thank you to those awesome women who've gone before us. And thank you to Ashley A. for giving us a suggestion. We loved it. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Bye.